Hi, everybody. Welcome to Teach for the Future's True Acts Path Story. My name is Chengling Jing. Today, we're talking to a teacher who has spent three years in China teaching. Once upon a time, a young American man from a small town called Sherman, Connecticut, decided to teach in a remote village in China. Taylor Loeb is just one of the seventy thousand Americans who live and work in China. Americans are now the largest expat community in China. While their peers back home are worrying whether China has taken all their jobs, many young Americans found their own opportunities in the world's fastest-growing region. China has one of the world's fastest economic growth rates and one of the lowest unemployment rates. Today, we're just here to resolve some misconceptions about living and working in China. So, hi Taylor, thank you for being here today. Hey Lingjing, how are you? Good. So, how comes that you make the decision of going to China? So, I had been studying Chinese in college, and I applied for and got a scholarship to go study English, or to sorry, to study Chinese. At a university in China, so I started with the language, and that's what brought me to China in the first place, to Shanghai. And then after I finished college, I went back because I really loved my experience there, and taught English for two years with an organization in Yunnan Province. So,、um, how were you treated there generally by everybody? How did you feel? Do you feel? Much lonely and feeling a little oppressed at all because that you were the only maybe an American in the community.、Um, I find that Chinese people in general are very, very welcoming and friendly towards、uh, towards Americans. I can only speak from an American perspective, but I was always very welcomed as a guest more than a visitor. So people would always often invite me to their homes, invite me to even go on trips with them,、um, and it, it really more more welcoming in a lot of situations than、um, back home in the U.S. So I would say treated very well. Aside from being annoyed sometimes about people taking pictures of me,、uh, I always felt really really welcomed in China. Did a lot of working opportunities also pop up because you're American and working in China?、Uh, <laughs> I I had some interesting work opportunities. The first one was someone knocked on my door at seven in the morning, and he had a list of all the teacher or all the、uh, students at the university who are from English speaking countries, and he offered me. Like five jobs on the spot to tutor children in in Shanghai.、Um, I was also an extra in some movies,、uh, and <laughs> I did have a few jobs where I would just sit in a conference room, not say anything, and look foreign for a whole day. So a lot of funny and and strange job opportunities, and I have tons of friends who could、uh, give you tons more. Of those really really weird situations. You were casted in a movie. Yeah, the people would come to our school in in Shanghai and always、uh, ask the foreigners to if they wanted to be extras in in movies. So yeah, that happened pretty often. What what movie was that? Which one?、Mm, we didn't really know <laughs> which one, but 
we were doing a, uh, it, it was some sort of scene where there was a riot and we were just expected to like run up and down and scream and jump and there were like 50 foreigners. Um, yeah, we never were really told what was going on, but they paid us at the end of the day. How was the pay generally when you were working there? Um, yeah, I mean, for teaching English in big cities, so I did a lot of tutoring when I lived in Shanghai. It's quite good, you know, um, talk specifics, uh, 30 to $50 an hour, dollars, um, a lot more yen than that, but uh, classroom teaching obviously is, is a little bit different, but I have friends that have done quite well teaching there and the cost of living is obviously quite inexpensive compared to back home. 40 to 50 dollars per hour? That's that's a good salary even here in America. Yeah, I mean at that time and still today, you know, with the economic growth, there's a lot of demand, especially for native English speakers inside of China. Um so yeah, we always, I always was paid quite well. Did you have some concerns before you go? And how did that turn out for you? I had a, I was pretty familiar with what to expect in China, just sort of having studied Chinese and being around the language and culture. But a lot of, you know, my friends and family members were worried about just basic things like these cultures are so different, our governments are very different, um, the food is strange, you might get sick, all of the classic worries that people might have. What's the reality? How has China treated you? Um, you know, in reality, it's, di it's different, and as all cultures are, um, but I found that living in China, I was always very accepted you know, the fact that I was American was only a minor part of my personality and character. Uh, and, you know, all of the other day-to-day -day hurdles you adapt to, and it's sort of just, after a while, it doesn't become normal. It never becomes normal, but it becomes um, much easier to work through day-to-day -day life. Have you had any security issues? Living in China, so I went to college in New Orleans in the South in the U.S. Um, and living in China was, to me, far safer than that. I, I always felt a little sketchy. At school, walking around at night, uh, generally in China, the only security issues I ever felt was uh, when I was in a car with a taxi driver because those guys are pretty crazy in China. But as far as, you know, your run-of-the-mill street crime, it's not not that prevalent there. Yeah, I understand. So you have received a degree in a top university in China, and you have taught Chinese kids in the classroom. How, do you, how would you rate the overall education quality in China? Well, me and most foreigners who go over to China to teach are going to be teaching English. Um, and I think that that is a place that China needs a lot of help in, um, and they're getting it from a lot of foreigners. 
but every student in China is required to learn English, and there are very few people in China that are qualified to teach English at a high level. So, I think that that the the ESL and the English aspect of teaching, I felt very needed.、Um, and as far as other sort of Chinese educational system differences between the U.S. and China, I mean, generally, Chinese students seem to spend more time in school. Education is,、uh, I guess. There's a higher premium put on education in China. Sometimes, frankly, to the detriment of the students. But on the whole, English is where China needed the most help. In as much I felt very needed when I was there. Yeah, because the few non-native speakers would get the flow of language right. Because we all started learning from books, from reciting passages, and. Articles, you know. So,、um, what was the greatest effect that you have had on your students, and、um, how would you describe the bond that you have formed with them? Yeah, I think that you know, teaching English is what it says on my resume and what my job description was. But the real value, I think, in this kind of exchange between a foreigner and their Chinese students. Is beyond language and sort of beyond the classroom is that we're opening each other up to a new, totally new culture, right? So I learned so much from them about how different their life is, what it means to grow up in their society, and that's what they got from me. And I, I don't think if it wasn't for these English teachers, I don't know where. Uh, a lot of Chinese students would have that opportunity. You know, it's not like watching a movie; it's having a real person in your life. That that's the greatest impact to me is the cultural exchange. Yeah, I always really favored my overseas te- teacher from Manchester and London. I used to have a British accent, and I I abandoned it since I came to America. The moment he played Beatles song yesterday was like the most beautiful moment in my whole high school.、I、was looking forward to see him and having his class every week.、It、was、like、a really great time, and my English improved a lot since since I we had him. He's still in China right now. I saw him on Goodreads the other day. Still, still going, and then. Uh, I know that you had a major in finance and a minor in Chinese. And how did teaching China benefit your personal and professional development? So, like I said, personally, I just learned so much about being in a completely new context and what, how I respond to those situations, and, and frankly, how much I love being in those situations.、Uh, and professionally, you know, being in China for three years. I really improved my Chinese、uh, a lot. I'm almost fluent now,、um, and also just having to adapt to something totally new that you've never done before is something that I find is really、um, applicable to other jobs. And finally, it would just be the sheer amount of contacts and friends that I now have in China, and knowing that if and when I do go back. I will have so many people to call on, 
to see what's going on, to see if there are any opportunities. It's amazing that you have developed another base, just like a home overseas. You know, when you go over home, over to China to travel or or work, you'll be having more people to help you than someone who just got there the first time. When you go to a new city, you probably have a person to host you. Well, that's really important when you travel. And、um, so, probably you have been to more places in China than I have. So, what's the most interesting and craziest story you have had? So, I think any foreigner in any country, but especially China, is going to just have a bunch of ridiculous things happen to them, almost on a daily basis.、Uh, so. I worked for an organization in Yunnan for two years, and I was part of the school selection team. So we would go to different schools and sort of sell our organization and try to put teachers in these schools、um, around Yunnan.、And、these are pretty remote areas, so we would go deep into the mountains, deep into the hills of、um, you know on these mountain rocky roads in, in rural Yunnan. And、uh, finally, come upon this city in, in the middle of the forest or up on the mountains, and it would always kind of look the same. We would get there; it would be a little awkward as first, at first, as we sort of met the principal, met the vice principal, met the local Communist Party leaders, met the mayor of the city.、Um, we would sit down to a very nice big meal. Full of local delicacies, and we would talk about our program. They would tell us about、uh, their school and what they needed, and then almost invariably, we would all eat a lot of food, and everyone would get totally hammered. <laughs> so here I'm, like this only、uh, white dude in the middle of China with teachers and communist leaders, and we're all. Drinking baijiu and singing karaoke and dancing and talking about how much I love China, how much they love America, and those moments were always ridiculous, but really,、uh, just really cool in general. It sounds much more organic or fantastic than a Friday night spending in a club getting wasted. It's a much better way of getting wasted, in my opinion. The way you see they're dancing, the type of melody they're singing is all different. The drink is different, tastes different. The way people greet you would be different. Anyway, so I was in Yunnan too, and then I had a tourist singing a lullaby about moon. I had to ask her to sing again so that I can record it. It was really beautiful. That's the part in China where you have all the ethnic groups of pe- people that they're naturally good at singing and dancing. Yeah, you know, I think that, like you said, it's it's really interesting. Like the food is different, the singing is different, the drink is different. Everything on the surface looks quite different, and this is true of my entire experience wherever I went in China. However, truthfully, you find over and over again that. People are really the same everywhere you go, and that's always、uh, really stuck with me about living there. So, thanks for being with us today, Taylor, and thank you for sharing stories with us. For more true stories, subscribe to Teach for the Futures podcast. If Taylor's story intrigued you and you want to know more, leave comments below, and we will get back to you. Thank you.